I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And the Emmy goes to... The Rich Eisen Show. No this manifesting thing stuff, it's starting to really work. I've been nominated for Best Studio Host. Yeah, you have! Man, I, I'm a believer now, Chris. You think things and you put them out in the universe, and they happen, man. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles, today's guest, Fox Sports NFL analyst Michael Vick, 14-year NBA veteran Muggsy Bogues, Alabama football head coach Nick Saban, comedian Gabriel Iglesias, and now it's Rich Eisen. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We are here in Los Angeles, California. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on NBC Sports on Peacock. And for everybody who's listening to us on Sirius XM Channel 85, the Rich Eisen Show on the terrestrial radio network built around it or listening to us on odyssey uh i am wearing a slamming blue sweater that matches the color scheme of this program um and i'm celebrating a championship in that regard as well are you gonna rip it um, off and throw it into the crowd no, I might. <laughs> gonna I cry, might. are you gonna I cry might. after the show's over I and might. run out of the I studio might. i might I might, guys. I might, guys, because okay. I'm an emotional man. Right. I'm an emotional man. Are you going to talk trash on ESPN? Uh, like, you know, they... No. Uh, I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm explaining to the podcast listenership as well. <laughs> Just the way I'm rolling into this three-hour program that has, not only, that has not only Michael Vick coming off of his workout with Colin Kaepernick, getting ready to run the 40-yard dash for Run Rich Run for a second straight year and try and best his time of... Four seven and change that he ran last year, or four eight and change Under. that he ran last year. Under we only have Muggsy Bogues on this program. He's got a new book going, uh, and uh, he, he, I can't wait to ask him about his career, Space Jam, and Curb Your Enthusiasm, <laughs> especially Curb. <laughs> uh, and then that leads into Nick Saban, and then leads into Gabriel Iglesias coming in studio, hour number three. The very funny uh, Gabriel Iglesias, who's sold out Dodger Stadium not once but twice for his upcoming uh, appearance here in Los Angeles. Part of his uh, his comedy tour going around the country, making people happy. The NFL draft is three weeks from uh, two weeks from tomorrow. That's it. Uh, we're right around the corner. Can't wait to talk a little bit more about that. Derek Carr's been paid. Can't wait to talk about that with you folks. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Chris Brockman and Jay Feller are in their hey, positions hey. as uh, DJ Mikey D is, is not here. Uh, <laughs> DJ Mikey D is in D's nuts. Speaking of which, Nick Saban in hour number two of this program. Um, good. I don't think I'm going to ask him about that. My turn down. Oh, should. no, we have to. Oh, you want me to make a Bofa joke to him? Oh, Rich, come oh, on. That's please, mandatory, please, man. Please do Mandatory. That. That's mandatory. Okay. Uh, you've lit the candle, though. That's the candle's uh, sure lit in honor Jefferson. of you asking Coach Saban a D's nuts joke. Yo, Let's DJ, go. real quick, speaking of D's, so we're playing golf on Monday, right? Okay. And we're driving out, was it the 10th hole? Eighth hole, we're driving out to one of the holes because we got there late. And Rick D's, the DJ, (laughs) walked by, and 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 Rich just goes, "There's D, there's Rick D's nuts." I'm like, "Wait, what?" (laughs) (laughs) That's true. He wasn't looking. I almost hit him with the car. He wasn't looking at us, and he was just like, he gave us one of those, like, "Oh," and then got out of the way. I'm like, "That's DJ Rick D's, isn't D's nuts?" I was like, what? that's amazing. That actually happened. I love that. Did he hear you? True story. He did not hear okay. us. We were long gone. <laughs> All right, let's start with this. Let me start with this. I'm going to say this to America. Oh, jeez. You know how to say it, right? I'm going to say this to America and anybody around the world who listens. With your chest. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. 
everybody back off the Timberwolves. Back off the Minnesota Timberwolves. Back off them. Back off of them. Okay? Everybody making fun of them. Well, I mean, Everybody they, having their fun they, with him with their crying, excited. laughing emojis from LeBron James from his couch, <laughs> true that. wherever he was. True, true. Didn't true. even make the play-in tournament. Can't say nothing. All right. Everybody making fun of the Timberwolves, Patrick Beverly, for crying because he beat the Clippers. Tried to explain that to you yesterday. You sure did. And I said, you know what? His intensity is great until it counts against you. And last night, his intensity did not count for anything but a W. DNA is all over both of those teams. A W. Hugging Anthony Edwards, who's in the playoffs for the first time of his playing career. We love that guy, man. We do love Anthony. Okay. Carl Anthony Towns had a horrible night. Doesn't matter because D'Angelo Russell picked him up. That guy can play in big-time moments. Dino, he came through yesterday. Okay. Everybody back off Minnesota. Make the playoffs now for the first time since 2018, but only the second time since 2004. And don't forget the last time they made the playoffs. Last time they made the playoffs, 2018, that was the Jimmy Butler-led thing. And then months later, he's wreaking so much havoc in practice. They, out. Yeah, they sent him out the door. <laughs> out. He called up Rachel Nichols and said, let's talk. Hey, now. hey we know where that oh, went. Oh, stop. Listen, I mean, I'm it, it went to this. him getting traded. Is I'm, what I'm telling saying. everybody this. Back off of Minnesota. Who cares? It's a playing tournament game in which stats. I, I don't know where they go. Where do the stats go <laughs> in a playing tournament? Because it's not regular season and it's not playoffs. Black hole. Where do the stats go? I don't. Where Where do the stats go? <laughs> where do they go? Nowhere. No Are they way. special playing tournament stats? I don't even know if that's it's, a thing. It's like the NBA Phantom Zone where a Jason Tatum 50-point game resides. It doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't count. You know what I mean? Like, bottom line, though, is it's Timberwolves versus Memphis, and that's going to be a dynamite, youthful, exuberant First round series that the Timberwolves are excited to be in. Yeah, that's low key going to be a good one. What skin is it off your nose that they treat a play in tournament championship like it's a championship? I mean, I personally took uh, umbrage, so but that's just me. I just said the well, words play in tournament yeah. championship because they're the champions of the seventh <laughs> seed of the 2021 2022 NBA season. I don't know. Do you, re- do you prescribe to act like you've been there before? But they haven't. How, who's been there before? Carl Anthony Towns was there before, and then he got so beasted by his own teammate in practice that they had to send that guy out the door. I know, but to you know, paraphrase Sidney Poitier, it, it, acting. It's acting. Guess what? Act like you've been there before. Back off the Minnesota Timberwolves. Back off them. Okay? They treat a play-in. Like, and by the way, do you know what the NBA must be psyched about this? They treat the play-in tournament like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. That legitimizes the play-in tournament. And the people who are kind of slagging on them right now, they're doing damage to the play-in tournament. Yeah, Kyle Kuzma, they showed his tweet. Yeah, he's uh, just like, they they just won the chip. And NBA, by the way, inside the NBA had their fun. Oh, my. Even Ernie got in on it. I know. Chuck was like, like, are we going to do a one-shining moment for them right now? (laughs) What did sweet Ernie Johnson say? Let me get this exactly right. Because I had it every he, he at one point he he said that was the quickest postseason ever. Ernie said <laughs> a one game postseason. Yeah, no, saying that they celebrated like it was a championship. Yeah. That was the postseason. That's it. It's over. <laughs> They're out here kissing babies, says Chuck. We just need coach to take his shirt off now, says Kenny Smith. They made fun of some guy in the street clothes running after Patrick Beverly. Yeah, no, like that was kind of funny. Okay, yeah. they made fun of him. That was that this was. This is funny. the play and not the playoffs. Who's the dude running behind him? Said Chuck and Kenny, <laughs> respectively. Yeah, I mean, my man was trailing Pat Bev so like they won what? the chip. They so what? So what? People excited yeah. about their accomplishments. What are we? What are we going to cut them down for? Yeah, I'm not. I got no problem with it. Speaking on behalf, other than beat your team, yeah, I mean, other than that. So what? So 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 you got a chance to have now one more game game against whoever wins tonight. Yeah, between the Spurs and the and the Zionless Pelicans. Look, they did it to get their fans hyped up, and it might it might seem corny. They were very they were very. It might seem corny, but you know what? If you're a Timberwolf fan and you were in the building last night, that was they don't care. They don't care. A Rod was hype. Yeah. 
Oh, Mark Lurie? Not, not, not that well, that, Come on. Now you had him, Chris, and now you just lost him. Mark How about Mark Lurie was hyped? Mark Lurie was yes. getting ready to yeah. take his shoes yeah. on the run. Yeah. I wonder if they took their my shoes guy, off last night, though. My guy, my guy is now – that's his first dub to get in the playoffs, man. You yeah. go, Minnesota. And one last thing. Let him live. Speaking <laughs> on behalf of celebrating something that means something to you and maybe not everybody else – as the winner of the Rich Eisen Show Fantasy Basketball League for the uh, NBA, and now you're yes. about to lose oh, me. Gosh. Yes, to, to yeah, I was, yeah. I was into this. Cut off my ears. You say like act like you've been there before, but I haven't beaten you guys in an NBA <laughs> fantasy league. Yeah, and you're sending me all these thank yous, but putting my head on Frank Vogel's head, and I now look like Davis Mills on how top we, of Mike Lennon. You got that not, Kurt Angle uh, neck in that picture. How have we not fixed that neck? <laughs> that I don't know. I've, me actually complaining about it, I think, leads to that not getting fixed. <laughs> you go, you go, Minnesota. That's it. Yeah, oh, I Rich, think that's all of us. Oh, Rich's mic cut out. That's how uh, that rant was going. <laughs> I don't know. Where am I? I'm oh, back. Everybody. Oh, yeah, you're back. Did you kick something over there? No, by I, think, I think Charles Barkley did. <laughs> he gave me a heart attack. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't know. Kick something. <laughs> I mean, look, Rich I is over there spitting. Back out. He's spitting so much hot fire right, that stuff's melting. I mean, he's got uh, a bad back, Jay Felly. He can't hey, deal with a heart attack. He can't run How about this? Quick. How about this? And, and, uh, and now uh, Nets Celtics. This is what we want. Yeah. Well, that was great. I don't know really if that's what, what Chris Brockman wanted. You know, I don't think he wanted any parts <laughs> of this. say this to Celtics and four. Brother, you're going to have to go through either the Nets or the Bucks or the Sixers at some point. Oh, Why not now? Yeah, let's do it. Well, let's get a round one out of your, under your belt. Let's run through all of them. I'm not part of those. Well, I'd rather somebody really? else take them out so you don't have to face them. Hey, come on. Yeah. If you're good enough to win the East, you should beat the Nets. And I want to see Kyrie in that building. And I'm going <laughs> to. I can't wait. Sunday. What, Bruce Brown is calling out the Celtics for not having Time Lord or something like that now because he's hurt and and Durant's like, let's not talk this stuff. Yeah, Durant knows. Calm yourself down, Bruce Brown, whoever you are. (laughs) Yeah, don't don't make it tougher. Yeah, what are you doing? Don't make it harder. Last time they played, Tatum dropped 50. So So now uh, the Cavs will host the winner of Hawks and Hornets Hornets tonight. Okay. Take the over. So Hawks Hornets tonight. Now, if the Hawks celebrate like the Timberwolves celebrate, they won't though. Now you got now. Now we can talk. Okay, or <laughs> the Hornets celebrate that we won a play-in tournament game for the right to play into the playoffs. So the fact the that again, play-in. again, the the eight versus nine ten winner game is technically a playoff game, right? Technically, winner in, loser goes home. Technically, yeah. Okay, last night was winner in, loser goes home to host a, a play-in game. But the seventh seed is decided. Correct. Right. What I'm saying, winner goes in, loser goes home to, to host, host a right. another game. Right. It took me a while to the figure fun, that out. The next games are going to be winner in, loser goes home. But those stats don't count in anything, right? They don't count because they're not on playoff game stats, and they're not regular season stats. It's not a regular season. It's a play-in tournament game. NBA's got to do something about that. These stats go nowhere. Where do they go? <laughs> Where, Where do go? the stats go? Where do they go? Where are the stats? What's in the stats? <laughs> Where do the stats go? The Phantom Zone. But the Nets and the Celtics, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You got to say it like Vern, though. Ah, uh, yes, sir. Yes, yes, yes. Durant, Tatum, Jalen Brown. Kyrie, let's go. Yeah, big stars, a lot of history, let's a lot of drama. Go. You know, it's everything let's that you'd go. want, especially I want in a first-round series. I want seven. I'd like seven. I'd like four. I'd like, you'd like four. I'd like it to be over <laughs> quick. Yeah, you get, you, you're not getting four. They're just not. They're not as. They're not as good a team as the Celtics. So we'll see what happens. They're not getting four. Five. You, Gentlemen you, sweep. You're getting six. All right. Six or seven. At least I want seven. I want a game seven. And I want that in the garden. And I want Kyrie showing up, smudging the place. And I want him doing all sorts of Kyrie crazy (laughs) things just to piss you and the rest of the Celtics fandom off. Can't wait. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let's go. Can't wait. Like it. Like it a lot. And then I want the Nets to get to the finals just so I could say I was oh, right all along. Oh, see, that's, okay. Okay. That, that's where he's going with this. Okay. That's where he was going. Exactly. Uh, you know what? Come I'm inspired on. by the Timberwolves. I'm inspired <laughs> by their reaction. You should be. I am not turned off by it. 
I'm not looking askance at it. I'm not frowning. I'm not looking down my nose at them. I'm saying yes. <laughs> yes. Let your freak flag fly. Let your freak flag fly. So what was, Michael Va- what was Michael Vick doing yesterday? He was working out with Cap and Yo, and so Ocho? I saw this photo on, uh, I think BR Gridiron posted it. It was from Chad's, uh, Chad's Twitter. Ocho Cinco? Yeah, he was working out with, uh, with Kaepernick and Chad. Okay. And Chad was doing that thing that I do in photos when I'm with taller, other tall people. Which is good. I kind of get on my toes to add like two inches. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah. I mean, it works. We see through that, by the way. We see through it. We see it. Brockman was so happy when he pointed this out to me yesterday. He's like, and then then Ryan Leaf immediately posted a photo of me and him playing golf like two years ago. And I'm doing it. I'm doing it to him. And you're not even close to as tall as him. He's like 6'6. Okay. So Vic's going to join us. Um, Derek Carr's been paid three years. Forty million per hundred twenty million dollars, uh, and um, that's what Lamar could have maybe twice over. He can have that twice if he wants. He could sign what six years, forty million per right now. Do the Ravens do that? Yeah, I think they would do that. Okay, I think the Ravens and, would and probably think that's a deal. And he's saying right now, I'll get to it whenever I can. It's truly one of the most remarkable things out there, and I can't wait to talk to Vic about all of this stuff. And he's kind enough to come on to also kick off our uh, uh, Run Rich Run campaign, at least from here, from this seat. My friends at NFL Network have been kind enough to be running commercials like crazy, all in support of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, NFL.com slash Run Rich Run, for you to give your couple of cents. But I'm getting together with a whole host of NFL legends and also uh, entrepreneurs led by Mark Lurie, who is Minnesota Timberwolves, rightfully celebrated getting the seventh seed last night. And um, we're going to do it at the Rose Bowl. That is awesome. And that's going to be played during the NFL Draft's third day. So we'll be talking about that with Michael Vick, and we got Muggsy Bogues, and we've got Nick Saban and Gabriel Iglesias. That's why I love doing this show, folks. Love doing this show when we've got Guests from all across the uh, landscape. Before we take a break, though, Callaway Rogue ST Driver want to tell you about this stick that's built to completely bomb it. All different types of golf equipment companies tell you that they claim to be longest off the tee. But Callaway's new Rogue ST Driver is truly the only one built to completely bomb it because it's been speed tuned. That's the ST to be Callaway's fastest, most stable driver ever. Every Rogue ST is engineered with a new tungsten speed cartridge. That gives you more speed on off-center hits, provides more forgiveness thanks to high MOI. But that's just the beginning. Callaway's engineered a Rogue ST for every player. You want incredible combination of distance and forgiveness? The speed-tuned Callaway Rogue ST Max is there for you. But there's the Max D. It's a dedicated draw model. If you want more shot shape correction, you want something more low spin, stronger trajectory, more neutral ball flight, the Max LS. If you're a true player and you want to play with something that the tour players love, the Rogue ST Triple Diamond LS is the one for you. Callaway's thought through every aspect of speed, so all you've got to do is go rogue. Find your Rogue ST driver at CallawayGolf.com slash go rogue. We're going to go to Michael Vick when we come back here on the Rich Eisen Show, fresh off of a workout with Colin Kaepernick. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed hey folks it's time for the nfl draft which means for me I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. 
you know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 844-204-RICH, number to dial back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Can Can't, I put pressure in quotes? No, because you're... Uh, it doesn't... I, I, I Again quarterbacks feeling pressure right who feels pressure right which quarterback feels pressure pressure is a media term we use it right because maybe we use it to try and um validate our words and what we feel our worth is because if we're talking about it we're placing pressure on that quarterback and i don't think aaron Rodgers feels an ounce of pressure and if he does it's self-implied or it's self uh placed and I don't think he feels it because of what I say or what anybody else says. So and Derek Carr and, and Aaron Rodgers. And even if even if you think that he, Wilson? Has, he is he is not performed in the playoffs. Tua. Um and so he, successfully enough, I don't believe he's sitting there at home saying, Man, I'm gonna have pressure this year because Devontae left and and MVS is gone and He should. All right, can we ask a real quarterback? Let's do that. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, kind enough to call into this program as uh, he is kind enough to once again be part of the Run Rich Run campaign to raise money for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. The fastest man in that competition last year on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is none other than Michael Vick. How you doing, Michael? I'm doing great, Rich. How about yourself? Hanging in there. Uh, you, I don't know if you just overheard that conversation. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. About pressure <laughs> and quarterbacks. What, what are your thoughts on uh, the, the, the talk of quarterbacks under pressure, Michael Vick? <laughs> Rich, before I touch on that, I just, you, you said the fastest man in the competition. And I said, I'm supposed to be the fastest man. I mean, you got, we had Ray Lewis, Chris Cox, yeah. Darrell Davis, you know, all those guys, they, you know. They all over forty five. So I'll Yeah, you you needed appreciate to, that, right? Yeah, you needed to be the fastest guy with these guys all over the age of forty five. But you still and, you, you know, still you still lit it up though, Michael. Absolutely. There's no question. Absolutely. About I'm, that. I, and I'm I'm gonna try to light it up again to the best of my abilities and I look forward to being the fastest man. I appreciate that. I absolutely appreciate that. Uh, so, uh, and we'll re- revisit that in a second. But what what is yeah. your what is your sense on, on the conversation of quarterbacks under pressure? And, you know, when they don't perform to and come home with a ring or anything like that, Michael, what are your two cents on, on that subject matter? I mean, press is real. And, you know, every quarterback, when you wake up on the morning of a game, you add so much pressure to, you know, what's already been created. And we just do that mentally. And if it's just winning the game that day, um, or if it's winning the playoff game or winning a, winning a Super Bowl, we all feel that pressure and add that extra pressure um, to ourselves. And it, it just doesn't go anywhere. Like it, it's a mental thing. And, you know, it makes some of us better, i tell you that. But um, I don't know what happened. Why don't you pop in there and call him back, would you please? Hey, Hey, Michael, we're going to call you right back. Your phone's uh, cutting in and out, so if you don't mind. Call me right back. We'll call you right back. That's uh, Michael Vick right here. All right. Pressure makes diamonds. And pressure breasts pipes. Nothing gets me more disappointed than Chris Brockman saying something, me disagreeing with him, and a guest comes on. (laughs) (laughs) I could just, I didn't even have to look at him. I I could feel him smile. When Mike said now, that, I didn't even have to look that direction. Now you know <laughs> what it would have been like if he had won the NBA Fantasy League. No, no, Rich. Show. Here's the deal. We're now three days into the 
fantasy season being over and you're still talking about it. I didn't bring up the fact that Michael Vick just confirmed everything I said minutes ago. You did. Three business days, by the way. That's all it's been. <laughs> that's enough time. By the way, that's well within the you well, know, rights to gloat. Yeah. I'm just saying. But I'm, I'm the Minnesota Timberwolves of fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because you actually want a chip. You understand? Oh, that's true. Yeah. So should I add, so my fourth quarterback, right? Do you want Tua or Dak or you want to go Patrick Mahomes? I'm going Derek Carr, just got paid. Yes. Aaron Rodgers, you know. Underachiever. Russell Wilson, new home. Who else? Who's the fourth? Other than the most pressure? Yeah. Then put Aaron Rodgers there. No, I do have Aaron Rodgers. So what do you got? I got Derek Carr, right. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Right. A lot of pressure because Broncos fans are right. pissed. And the fourth spot, do I go Dak? Do yes. I go Tua? No, Dak. you don't go Dak. Yes, what, you go Dak. Pressure? No. To, how can you say Dak's under more pressure than Patrick Mahomes? Dak was a fourth-round quarterback. Like, And apparently, according to everyone no, on Dak. the internet, Dak's Cowboys now been suck. Paid. Dak's now been paid. Yeah, that Noah was like Amari three Cooper, years ago. Michael Gallup got paid and no, his bro, knees wait, been come out. On. Okay. No, this is Patrick Mahomes. All Mahomes right. lost tire, lost Cheetah. He's, right. Brockman already had him on his Mount Rushmore. Michael Vick's back. Let's ask Mike Vick. Are you there, Michael? Let me make the decision. Okay, there you are. This is great. Discussion. I tell you that. It's okay. A great discussion. So, you, you, uh, hop in. What do you think? What do you think? Well, you know, it's a lot of quarterbacks. That, I mean, I, just pertaining to what you just said about Dak, Dak's not under pressure. Every quarterback is under pressure. All 32 quarterbacks are under pressure to perform at a high level, to get into the playoffs, and have a chance to compete for, for the Super Bowl. And whether you're first round, fourth round, seventh round, and you get into that spot, you get into that position, you got to go because there's always somebody behind you, you know, or they, the organization could always be looking to replace you. So it's pressure everywhere, and the pressure to perform is real. So all those guys, Aaron Rodgers, you know, um, you know whoever, Tom Brady, everybody's under pressure, and they know it, and they'll tell you. And, and I don't know what type of quarterback I would have been if I didn't have pressure on me. Uh, it's good. It's a great thing. So then, pressure is self-imposed, or do you actually hear what we in the media talk about, Michael? Does that happen? Uh, it's self-imposed because you know when we wake up on Sunday, Mondays, and Thursdays, we we add pressure to ourselves to perform, and then we pay attention to sometimes to what the media is saying, and that's added pressure. And our coaches put pressure on us, and sometimes your teammates will put pressure on you. And then that's the self it's the self imposed pressure. And so it comes from everywhere. And that's why this is such an elite level. When you play in the National Football League, when you play on that level, there's so much expectation. Sometimes it's hard to even have fun. But you know, it is what it is and, and I don't want to say that to discourage you know, any young listener. You know, it's a it's a great thing, man. I, I mean I just I don't know what I would have been if I didn't feel all that pressure around me. And be able to compartmentalize everything and pull it all together and and make good plays and, and trust what I did in practice and let it all come together. So, man, a professional sports in general, sports in general, it's pressure, pressure uh, packed. You know, it's, it's always going to be pressure centered around it, but that's why we play the game, Rich. So w- where would you land then as we're putting together a list of quarterbacks under the most pressure coming into the season now that Derek Carr's been paid three years, $120 uh-huh. million. Then we threw yep. uh, Aaron Rodgers now on the list. Is uh, I mean, one of the more surprising stories uh, is that he re-signs, but Devontae Adams goes, and so does Mal- uh, Valdez Scantling. Um, yeah. who, who else you put on that list, Chris? Uh, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson uh, new home, now. a lot of pressure, uh, and we put Dak. Yeah, Russell, Russell, Dak. Dak, Dak so, a lot of pressure. How about uh, Dak versus Mahomes? That's the one where we're down to. Which one would you put on this list? We only well, can have four. What do you got for me on that? I, I would say I, I would say I would say Dak over over Patrick um, because the Dallas Cowboys fans, you know what they're yearning for. They want that championship. They want the ring. It's America's team, and uh, you know they love Dak and they believe in him. And I believe in him. I certainly think he can get it done. I, I just think it, you know he just. Pull a couple more tricks out the bag, and, and you know I think being a year or two years removed from the injury, you know of course I expected Dak to come back last year and, and not, you know, really be a hundred percent confident in taking hits and and you know scrambling and you know just being the ultimate dual threat. I think that'll come uh, this year, and I definitely want to see a little bit more of that. 
out of Dak, and he's more than capable of doing it. I think it'll take his game to the next level. Um, you know, just like a lot of these other young quarterbacks, and you know, Dennis Russell, and you know, you, you know, all these guys who got championship pedigrees and have been there. They want that. They want to get there, so they know what they got. They're getting themselves into when they sign a big contract and changing teams. Um, you know, they they appreciate this journey. I can promise you that. Michael Vick here on the Rich Eisen Show, four-time Pro Bowler with Fox Sports, going to be with me out at the Rose Bowl in a couple of weeks to do Run Rich Run, which will be played and shown on the third day of NFL draft coverage on NFL Network, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. We saw on Ocho Cinco's Twitter account, Michael, that you and um, he and Colin Kaepernick were together on a football field yesterday. What was that all about? What happened? Yeah, we uh, a lot of guys come out on Tuesdays out here, you know, in South Florida. We go to different locations and we we just we train, we work out, and uh, you know, Cap was in town, getting a workout in, and uh, you know, thank God we had a lot of receivers and a lot of quarterbacks. Um, you know, so we was all just able to just get together, man, and just, you know, have a little fellowship, you know, really take, you know, two hours of our day and invest it in football and getting better and talking football and, you know, just catching up, too. You know, uh, Colin and I had, you know, good conversations, uh, and we talked about, you know, just, just, you know, past, present, future and, and what they look like, and, you know, also, you know, he talked to a lot of guys out there. You know, we just had a good time, man, and. I wish we could do that more often. But, uh, you know, he certainly looked like he's ready to play. Arm is in tip-top shape, super strong, and, uh, you know, got his head on the shoulders. You know, really want to really want to get another shot at it. Uh, so if he keep working hard, it'll come. So what is he, what is he like, what, what can you share about the present and future for Kaepernick that you heard yesterday and that you might be able to, to bring here from his mindset to what he's looking for, what he wants, what he might be, uh, um, you know, wh- whose radar screen he might be on? What do you have? Anything? Well, we, we didn't really go into detail. It was, it was more so about, you know, when you get that opportunity, you know, what, what is it going to be like? Like, are you going to, re- you know, are you going to appreciate it? You know, he's he definitely going to appreciate it. I mean, something that he certainly wanted to do. And that's what I, I took away from the conversation. Is football something that you really want? Um, and, you know, he was, you know, when you asked him that, when I asked him that question, he just had a lot of enthusiasm. Absolutely. And uh, he, he worked hard like it. You know, he, he, he went for three hours just throwing and lining guys up and just going through a routine. And uh, that was really cool to see, you know, as a, as a, the quarterback who played the game at a high level and, and watching the guy who, you know, played at a high level and played in the Super Bowl and still, you know, been out of, been out of the game for five years, Rich, and still pushing at it and wanting another crack at it. Um, you know, and obviously I just threw some coaches' names out there that, you know, if his representation can reach out to, they probably, you know, would, would love to talk. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I'm not going to be the guy in that room who's going to be asking questions. And, um, you know, I don't know what those inter- that interview process would look like or what it would be like. I just told him, you know, you get that, that next opportunity, man, just enjoy it. You know, enjoy the game and enjoy playing it. Well, I mean, you also know what it takes to play this game at a high level. Did, do, does he have it? Does he sit five years out? Does you you see the? I tell you one. Thing, I mean, uh, five years out. That's my only concern. I did say that to him too. Like, man, five years is a long time. But you know, I he, he takes care of his body. Um, you know, you talk about some of the things that you know that he he put into his body. You know, he, he he's not a guy that's out all the time. You know, don't drink, don't smoke. You know, so he he's just. You know, in tip-top shaking, you can see it. I mean, Rich, the the workout was three hours. I tapped out after an hour. I started coaching. The, I started coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, I started coaching the young high school guys and some of the guys that was in college. And, you know, I love to be able to get them, give them input and watch them improve on the spot. And even, you know, throwing a couple tips to Cap. Uh, you know, but it, you know we uh, we was just out there, man, just competing at a high level, man, and just trying to trying to get better as quarterbacks. You know, I I have nothing to prove in, in, that, in that game, but there was a lot of young kids out there who, you know, I look at it as the next generation of football, of sports, and uh, just want to be a, certainly be accountable and accessible for them. Who else was out there? Who else did you have? Uh, Jarvis Landry was out there. Uh, Brandon Marshall was out. Ocho. Um, 
who was Kareem Hunt. He was out, you know. So we had it was a good group, of, good group of guys. We had running backs, receivers, um, you know. And Joku was there. He came out. Um, so yeah, man, it was it was a good group. It was fun to watch those guys work. And uh, you know, the one thing I wish I'd have did more, which was train the way they trained. Got away from my element. Went somewhere and trained guys. Go to Arizona. Some guys come to South Florida. But you put that time and you invest in your body and. You you get the results, you know, as you work hard and you, you put in that time. And I just think as you get older in the game, you have to do that. You have to invest in, in, in your in your body. And now uh, I'm doing Pilates and you know doing yoga with my wife. And man, if I just did this when I was playing, and I obviously, honestly, Rich, I'm doing a lot of that for you. <laughs> run <laughs> and the run next week. Yeah. Well, you said I last year. I don't want to pull my hamstring the way I did last year. Okay. You know. Okay. And, uh, obviously, but but I'm super competitive, Rich, and you know I want to beat that time. Like I want to beat that time. I love I'm being it. honest. I love it. So so I, to the people. Did you ever play in the Rose Bowl? Did you, have you ever been to the Rose Bowl? I, n- I never played in the Rose Bowl, but it, it's super legendary to be. I watched a bunch right. of games growing up. Okay. Uh, well, you're going. In the Rose Bowl. You will be running in the Rose Bowl. That's where we're doing it this year. We're going to do it. Are we, co- so we on grass. We're on grass. We are on grass. Yes, sir. All right. All right. All right. All right. How so, does that affect you know, things? I, I got to come out, pay attention to the terrain, get a nice dynamic warm up in. Oh, you can eat off. Change it. my shoes if I need to, and okay. then we off, Rich. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Yeah, we're going to run it back, literally, figuratively, and then I, you know, yep. and then. I can't thank you enough for, for doing that. That's going to be, again, on the, the final day of the draft. Uh, before I let you go, uh, are you in touch with Lamar? Have you been chatting with Lamar Jackson at all? Well, you know, it's, it's so funny that me and one of my guys was talking about Lamar this morning. And uh, I, haven't, I haven't spoke to Lamar. I haven't spoke to Lamar in a couple of months. So I, I was just telling him I was going to reach out to him because I wanted to talk to him about some stuff. So, it, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I probably would have went throughout the rest of my day and got busy and forgot about it. But I, I, I haven't been in touch with him. I think Lamar's. I don't think Lamar liked the way last season ended. I think he's ready to get. You know, he's ready to get to it. 2022 and try to make it a big year. Well, he's game changing. We all know that, and uh, he's yeah. unique. We all know that. Um, and he he is standing out in a way that I've never seen in my 20 years of being an NFL guy, um, Michael Vick, and that he appears to be the one leaving the bag on the table. You know, <laughs> normally, yeah, he, you know, normally the quarterbacks pound a table for for the bag of money, and yeah. the Ravens seem to be ready to give it to him, and he's like uh, putting it off. For uh, what? What do you no, think? The is Ravens, happening? Ravens definitely want to give it to him. I, I, I'm friends with a couple guys from on, on that team, and you know, some of them reached out to try to get me to reach out to Lamar, and I'm like, Look, you know, Lamar's a grown man; he has representation. He's going to figure it out. He has a plan. Sometimes you got to trust, you know, somebody, the, the plan that's, that's being put in place. And I think Lamar certainly understands what needs to happen. If, you know, if he's putting himself in a situation where he's betting on himself, but that's even more dangerous. And I think that's what's going on. I think Lamar's betting on himself. I think he, he has a lot of money. He understands that. He knows if he takes care of his money, just well, what he got right now, then he'll – to be fruitful for forever, but it's a lot more on the table. And if he's saying, "Look, I trust myself. To, I want to work this out. I want to go try to win a Super Bowl, and maybe I enhance that or take it a step further than what I've took, taken it uh, in the last couple years. You know, maybe a you know a, a AFC Championship game or something like that. Then uh, he's making progress. So you know, I, I can't wait to see what happens." And, uh, you know, how it all plays out. But the one good thing is, Rich, mm. we know we got him coming back. We know we got we get a chance to see Lamar Jackson in high-pressure situations, which he understands, either he, or, or he would have you know, taken the necessary steps to take the contract. Got on himself and go out and get it done, man. That's the cool part about the game, man. We, you know, we love it so much. We we make sacrifices, and this is one of them. Well, can you help me out? I mean, I've I've met him a couple times, and um, and and uh, he's been on this show. 
and he's so earnest and he's so honest too. At one point, yeah. he came on. He yeah. thought he said yeah. he thought everybody knew what plays he was calling before he was playing it. That kind of created a little bit of a kerfuffle well, when he came on a couple of years ago. Yeah. And and Steve Bashani, the owner of the Ravens, said Michael Vick. He thinks that the kid is so obsessed with winning a Super Bowl that I think deep down he doesn't think he's worthy of the money right now. Do you think that's what's going on? Like, what do you, you think know, it is? I, I just, I just think. I mean, it's some. It may be some truth to that, and Lamar's he's betting on himself. I mean, that's how much he loves the game, and you know that's how much pressure he's putting on himself. And you learn a lot about yourself playing the game of football. I always tell people that, and maybe it's something that he's trying to he's he's trying to get it out. He's so obsessed with um, with winning, and, and and you can see that in Lamar. He, he takes the game personally. He loves it, and I talked to some of the coaches. My a good friend of mine and one of my great coaches, uh, James Urban, uh, he's his quarterback coach. And, you know, we had a lot of conversations about Lamar, and he just says he's different, man. He, he, You know, the way he rallies guys and the way guys love him, and, you know, he wants to be that leader and that example. So, you know, I know he's leaving a lot on the table, and, you know, obviously the game is not going to get any easier. So he knows what he's up against. Um, you just got to focus more and you got to put more time into it. And, you know, if I was a young quarterback now, what I would be doing is sitting down with my coach and figuring out how we could exploit defenses and try to anticipate what they're going to do so we can be ready. You got to change things, modify the offense a little bit. I would take on the role of being super proactive in the offense and how, you know, things materialize and how we how we execute. And, and that's one thing I felt like I could have did better. You know, and I'm, I'm glad I had a coach like Andy Reid who was so detailed, who taught me how to, you know, protect myself, protect things, how to pick up blitzes and, you know, those things I wish I would have took and taken more serious earlier in my career. And now I see guys doing it and it's going to benefit them. Michael, thanks for the time. I'll see you in Pasadena a couple of weeks. Thanks again for doing that in advance. Truly. See you next week. Appreciate it. You be well, Michael Vick. Thanks for the time. That's the one and only Michael Vick right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Phone calls, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. And again, there's one aspect of the Lamar Jackson contract. You can't say it's not a holdout. It's not a hold in. It's not a standoff. It's a, I don't, what do we even, you, there's no word for it. <laughs> there's no word for it. it there's a, it's a hold off, right? It's not a hold out. Mm-hmm. It's not a hold in. Yeah. It's a hold off. Like a pause. Just like pause. That's what it is. I think we finally came up with it. It's a hold off. Hold off. It's very bizarre. I, uh, I don't get it. We'll hit that when we come back right here on the Rich Eisen Show before Muggsy Bogues and Nick Saban join us in hour two. Gosh, I love doing this show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Back here, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. The issue with Lamar Jackson not taking what the Ravens want from him is, 
I don't think the issue the Ravens have with it isn't that they're afraid Lamar is going to leave. That's your thought. Like, oh, do you not want to be here? He says he wants to be here. And if you know, his, his tweets about it have been, uh, hey, um, I guess media, I'm clearly paraphrasing here. Hey, media, d- uh, don't make anything out of this. There's nothing to see here. I love being a Raven. Let's go. And the Ravens, and we had John Harbaugh on last week on Friday. And, you know, his comments on the situation have been reported on and seen in other places. And and he essentially said, he said, when it's God, God's will and Lamar's will, it'll get done. The issue with it not being done again isn't that they're afraid he's going to leave because technically they've got franchise tags on him, not once, not twice, but even a third time if they need it. And the question, the thing about that is how much the price tag goes up, and that's the problem. Not because the Ravens don't want to give him the money. It's they can't plan properly. I think somebody, I don't know who that is, and I don't know if he needs it explained to him, but the longer he goes without signing a contract with Baltimore, the more he cap hamstrings the Ravens from being creative enough to move numbers around and surround Lamar Jackson with the people and the team he needs to win the Super Bowl. That's the issue here is there's no like there's no Kirk Cousins went year to year with Washington because Washington didn't believe in him essentially. Right. They didn't want to give him that long-term deal or the numbers that he was putting on the table they were said go ahead and find it somewhere else and he goes, "Oh yes, hold my beer." And they found it. The issue is is to plan appropriately to surround the man with the team that's necessary to win a championship. And the longer he goes without signing, the more it's just going to be straight up one-year deals and one-year deals and one-year deals. And that might benefit his dollars and cents bottom line just look again at Kirk Cousins generationally wealthy and so are his grandchildren who don't exist yet but if you want to win a Super Bowl and you're saying I'm all about winning a Super Bowl and the owner believes as Steve Bashotti said that the reason why Lamar is not asking for the money is he doesn't think he's deep down worthy of it until he wins one and that's admirable. There's no question you could say that that is noble and admirable and humble. And But in the long run, for the team to build a team that can help him win a Super Bowl, that's not the most helpful way to go about it. Helpful way to go about it is say, let's talk about how we can all do this together, if that's really what he wants to do. <laughs> or that's usually what management's point of view is. Let's figure out how we could all do this together to get you what you want and allow us to be able to win with you getting what you want. It's not usually isn't the quarterback who says that. And here you got a quarterback who's just saying, I'm just going to focus on my game and being the best teammate I can be and the best quarterback I can be. And Michael Vick just joined us and he's got to be the best healthy quarterback he can be, which means get down, man. Get out of bounds. Don't let the play go and extend. So you're 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 you know 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage, trying to make some 19 point play happen, and you get a high ankle sprain that knocks you out for the rest of the year. And all that stuff is exactly what Lamar can do to improve. No question about it. But getting on the dotted line helps everybody is what I'm essentially saying in the NFL these days. And 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 again, what do you call this? Cuz it's never we've never seen it before. He's not holding out. And now, you know, what we saw from TJ Watt and others where you hold in. Hold in, which is I'm showing up. I'll be there at training camp and mandatory events, but you know, this hurts, that hurts. Oh, like, you know, well, I don't know. I'm it's holding in. Today. These days, like it's like you're not holding out because you're showing up, but you're not doing everything when you're showing up. You're holding in. And um, this is what I think we finally have 
got here is a, it's a hold off. Hold off on that offer. I'm going to hold off on taking the bag. Hold off on paying me. Hold off. Hundreds of millions It's of a hold off. Because you don't know what to call it. Whenever you see a quarterback say, yeah, I know I can get this, but I'm not taking it yet. It's a hold off. Never seen it before. But I'm just saying that the hold off might hamstring the team and going off on a championship. Muggsy Bogues is coming up next. Meanwhile, you got Baker Mayfield saying he's been totally disrespected in Cleveland. Oof. Yeah, I want to listen to said. This. So, you know, we're going to get some more ducks in a row on that front. Yeah, one of the quotes was, uh, they told me one thing, then did another, is what he said. I wonder what the one thing is. What's the one thing they told him and then did another? I mean... Is it watching? Yeah, it just seems like we're not in the market for Deshaun. And then suddenly they have him for a lot of money. So, But he broke up with them before Watson said, I'm not coming. And then the Haslam's got together and said, how does $230 guaranteed dollars sound? And all of a sudden, whatever issues he had about the AFC North and playing outside and going to Cleveland and whatever issues that caused him to tell the Browns, you're out. I'm either going home to Atlanta or I'm going to New Orleans and I'm going to go to the NFC South. I'm going to play my games indoors and I'm going to be in a division that Tom Brady's about to leave. I have that decision in front of me. All of a sudden, he's like, "Ah, Cleveland sounds great. That, you know, that would cause management to say, to do one thing and say one thing and do another. Certainly if, Let's say you're a general manager and you're like, there's no way D and, and uh, Jimmy Haslam are going to guarantee $230 million for this guy. Call, hey, uh, hey, uh, Jimmy, uh, here, here's the way it's working. Uh, you got you to gotta guarantee every dollar in order to get him. Hmm. What does that mean? Uh, well, that means uh, about 180 some odd million. You got to scratch that check now, and that's got to go into escrow because we're guaranteeing every dollar, and that's the way it works in the NFL. Not as... <laughs> I'm not saying that the general manager had to explain it to an owner, but it's possible. Hey, Baker, guess what? Yeah, we're, we're going to go with Deshaun after all. That's a disrespect. That I'm sure he's kind of like, I don't, you know, one thing doing another. Yeah. Because in the same answer, he pointed out he had four different coaches yep. over four years. Jerking me around. Man, oh man, the difference between being lucky and good has is it's so intertwined and i know i just said difference gets intertwined but it really is it's not a difference you gotta be good and you gotta be lucky hour two coming up